When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What do you what do you say to parents who feel um, almost a sense of embarrassment? Like, I don't want to tell my child that I'm not buying this for them because we can't afford it. But they don't want to use the word we can't afford it, but they can't feel any other way to um, to deal with the fact that they may be a little embarrassed with you know, how much money they make or the fact that they are driving a car because they can't afford it or what have you. How do you how do you reconcile that for those parents? Mm-hmm. Um, again, I would go back to, you know, that's not a good choice for us right now, because the truth is the family maybe could afford it, but it would come at the cost of bills. Um, and then just share it with your kids. You know, I think, like I said, our 17 year old saw us go through what we went through. He knows all of our struggles. He knows that we really messed up and he's learned from that. So because getting over our shame enabled him to learn from our mistakes and hopefully he'll avoid the same mistakes. And so, um, and when we were going, getting out of debt, we kind of enrolled him in all of that and just said, you know what, Christmas may not be as big this year. And he was totally understanding and it bonded us together as a family because we had a common purpose. We had a common goal that we were working towards and we were going to get there together. And so it made us stronger. It made him much more aware of the choices that have to be made around money and the fact that sometimes you struggle and then, you know, sometimes working together, you can get out of that together. And so I would say as hard as it is, you're going to need to push through the shame and share some of that with your kids um, and let them reap the rewards of your failures, if you will. No, I think that's super important for parents to hear what you just said, that, you know, if you can get past that shame, you're doing two things. You're making the family stronger as a unit because now you're all going through it, right? You're not going through it by yourself. And also, two, you're saving your children the 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 issues later on because they are learning from your experiences now, right? They're getting something that's invaluable, right? Not having they're essentially mm-hmm. a simulation for them, right? They're learning how to deal with you know shame and problems involving money, but they don't have to right. deal with it the hard way. And by being honest with them, you're allowing them to share in your experience without having to go through it themselves later on down the road, which I think as a, as a parent myself, it's super hard to, to feel that way and to, to share that because you just want it to feel, you don't want your children to feel like, you know, you're a super, right. superman or superhuman. Right. But the reality of it is you're robbing them of, of an experience by not letting them in on your journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say even like if, if even, even if you're not uh, presently struggling, share your past struggles with them. Share. This is really important to share your beginning stories with them. Like what was it like when you got out of high school or when you were first on your own and did you have lawn furniture in the living room and you know, you were driving a beat up car because the fact is, is that we've spent years building up the lifestyle that they are used to and they have no idea the amount of time or work that we've put in to get here And so when they get out on their own and they can't afford the same lifestyle, they start to feel like they're failing. 
So if they've heard your stories of, you know, having lawn furniture or a junky car or eating ramen every day, then they'll understand that that stage in their life is normal and that they're not failing. This is just a stage. This is part of, you know, getting to where you want to be. And it's going to take some time and some effort. But we don't want them reaching for a credit card to, quote unquote, fix the situation that's not really broken. And that you brought me into our into my next uh, question for you. The the idea of credit cards mm-hmm. or debit cards. What do you what do you feel um, the role of that should be in the in the family dynamic as opposed to cash? Do you feel like using cash around your children has more value or do you think you should get them used to the credit card or debit card to desensitize them? Uh, from I that? think it's both. Um, it really depends on the on the kid's age. So the younger children have to see us using cash. Debit cards and credit cards are very um, abstract and developmentally kids are not ready to understand that. So they need to understand that we earn this paper money. We take it to the store. We exchange it for something that we want to buy. And then the money's gone. But now we have the object because, you know, any younger than like seven or eight, they really aren't going to even understand what happened. You, they just think you swipe this magic card and you get all the stuff that you want. And so they, to build that foundation of how money works, they need to see you using cash. They need to be using cash, earning a small allowance and things like that and handling money. It's a little scary in these times with the pandemic going on. And I'm just going to encourage parents to really wash hands after doing that. But that, that step can't be lost. It would be like trying to teach a kid about rain and they've never seen rain, right? It's just so abstract if you, unless you've actually experienced it. So handling cash, seeing cash is extremely important um, in the beginning and the formative years. As they move on, I would encourage them to start you know, getting a, a savings account and a debit card. Once they're old enough to understand that that money on my statement or that number on my statement is is the equivalent of how many dollars I have in my account. And even though I can't see it, and even though it's not in my house, it's still mine, even though it's sitting over in the bank. Once they can kind of understand that, then they're ready to get into the more abstract forms of money, like a savings account or a checking account um, and things like that. As far as credit cards are concerned, I think that's going to be a family um, decision. My, my husband and I, we had to step away from credit cards for a while while we cleaned up our mess. We now use one credit card and we pay it off every month. Um, now, as far as there's a lot of families out there who are asking right now, should I put my child on my credit card to help build their credit? And I'm going to say that's a really double edged sword because you have to know your child. Um, how are they going to act when they get out into the world with a really good credit score, right? There are some kids who are going to be super responsible and they're going to use that credit card to get a great apartment um, and get them started in life. There are some credit kids who are going to go out into that world with a really great credit score and they're going to go buy a really expensive brand new car that they can't afford the payment on. And so you're going to have to read your child and see how mature they are and if they can handle being handed a really strong uh, credit score. Um, I know my husband and I were not. We had to build up our own credit. Of course, we made a mess. So then we had to kind of dig ourselves out of a hole. But you're going to have to read your child and see if that's a good decision for them or not. Okay, great. Wow. 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 Now I'm taking notes on my end. Um, So I like that. I mean, my, my son is two years old. And every time we go to the store, he sees me put this nice blue card into the machine 
and he wants to hold it. He wants to push the machine because he see, you know, every time he's starting to see me walk yeah. out with stuff. So I've made it my uh, my mission that once he gets past the, I'm going to eat everything yeah. stage because I don't want him to eat my money. <laughs> um, to to do that, to start taking out cash and making him, you know, see the cash every time I go to the store. So I like that you pointed that out and the credit thing. I know. Um, particularly in black families, um, especially like lower income families like I was in, we, the parents tend to do that a lot, like a lot, a lot, where they take out a line of credit either in your name solely or they'll put you on their credit card. So until recently, um, I was on my mom's credit and I recently told her, you know, take me off of it because I have enough lines of credit that I'm building Mm -hmm. it myself. Um, But I was at a very young age where I was getting, you know, credit cards like from discover sent to my address because mm-hmm. of my credit score and you know luckily i was at a point in my life where i didn't see a need for it but there may be other children out there that get you know credit cards that say fifteen hundred dollars if you you know just sign here or just you know call this number that can be super dangerous mm-hmm. for some people um and it can really dig a hole for their children so i think your warning to them that double-edged sword warning is going to be super useful for a lot of people um, mm-hmm. to consider. Now, uh, I got, I do have yeah. one more question for you. Um, Monopoly. Do y'all do you play Monopoly in your house? Um, we do. Actually, we have another game that we love, and it's called Act Your Wage. Um, and it's all it, so at the beginning of the game, you have to pick three uh, debt cards. So you end up with either credit cards or cars or. Um, you know, medical bills, things like that. And then you pick a job card and it gives you your, a life card, if you will. It gives you your job, your income, your kids, your living style. And then you're, you work your way through the game by earning paychecks and paying off debt. And the first person to pay off all of their debt wins. Um, But it's a lot of fun to see because throughout it, it teaches you like when you have kids, there's some extra expenses there. Um, And, you know, a mortgage versus rent and this kind of job pays more than this kind of job. And so there's a lot of different life lessons with that game. So we, we play that one a little more than monopoly uh, just because I think there's a lot more learning that can happen there. No, I, I add, I'm going to add that to my Amazon <laughs> wish list right after the call, yeah. act your wage, act your wage. And it, and it does, it is more realistic, right? Monopoly just, you have magic money, you go around, you get more magic money where, here, you actually, they give you debt right off the bat, which all of us, <laughs> we're going to have debt right off the bat. I don't care who you are. You got something yeah. coming. Um, so, so starting off with that debt, the job, I think that's a super cool way to kind of start building. And you can play with more than one, with more than one people, or right? you can have a full family yeah. dynamic yeah. there. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to talk about your little one too, your two-year-old. Yes, please do. Please do. And, and when you get to the point of handling money, one more quick tip is that you need um, savings for little ones. It needs to be in a clear container so that they can see how much money's in there. And, you know, with them, it's all about volume, right? So think about when you're, if they're saving a dollar, four quarters on the bottom of a jar does not look like very much money, right? But a dollar bill crumpled up looks huge to them. And so it's a lot more motivating. So just a little something to think about when you're working with really little ones and savings account, make it look as big as possible because for them, you know, it's a, there's a lot of mind tricks when you're working with really little kids. So <laughs> just that's one little mind trick that will help motivate them to save their money. Another super tip, add it to my journal. No, that's clear container, clear container and volume, right? Making it look very, very big. Um, now, you mentioned before uh, 
that you encourage children to, or not children, young adults, to start thinking about passive income as early as possible. So if you were to give one one tip for, you know, parents already got a huge amount of content from you, a huge amount of advice, both emotionally and practically. For the young listeners out there, should they look for to, to do content on YouTube? Should they be looking to e-commerce? Should they be looking to stocks? How would you, what's one tip that you can give to a you know, 16, 17 year old that, you know, really, it really resonated with them, what you just said? Yeah. Um, I would think the very first step I would say would be to start a Roth IRA. Um, and that can be done through your parents, get a custodial account, find a financial advisor who will open one for you. It's a good, safe way to get started in investing. And um, because Right off the bat, you might not have a whole lot of knowledge. And so you want to get going with something that's really safe and secure. And I think a Roth, a Roth IRA is a good way to do that. You can do that as soon as you start having some sort of an income. And it doesn't have to be like an official W-2 income. It could even just be babysitting. Um, and so like my, we started my son's Roth IRA a few years ago, and he's already got quite a bit of money built up in there. So that would be my first step. Start a Roth IRA. Be consistent about how much money you put in there. If you start now with I don't know, 20 bucks a month, 50 bucks a month, you're not going to miss that money because it comes right off the top. And you'll be used to paying that as you start earning more and more money, you can increase that. And again, you won't really feel the pain because you make it an automatic thing out of your account. Don't didn't even see that it was there. It just slides right over and um, it's done. And then, then as you, you know, progress in your career or you finish up your training or college or whatever it might be, then I would encourage you to pick a specialty, maybe real estate or stock market or something like that, and start learning everything you can about it. I wouldn't dump a bunch of money in there right away. I would learn and learn and learn before you do that. Um, and then when you feel like you're ready, I would start investing in that area. But um, so, you know, be, building wealth is a lot of dedication, a lot of putting money aside every single month. And committing to lifelong learning, always learning, because the world is always changing and we need to stay caught up. Um, and so those would be my kind of my two things. Start a Roth IRA right away and then start learning as much as possible as soon as you can. Perfect. 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 So for the parents, uh, young adults listening to uh, this podcast, how can they get in, in touch with you and start learning more in depth about all the things that you've said today? Yeah, I have um, a blog and my website. So the website is thesmartmoneyacademy.com. So all four words, thesmartmoneyacademy.com. Um, I'm also on Facebook, same thing, the Smart Money Academy, and on Instagram, same handle there. So yeah, if you want to sign up for my blog, you'll get kind of a, a newsletter to your inbox with some of the helpful tips and things like that. It also has discounts for camps and classes when those come up. Um, and then lots of fun content on Facebook and Instagram too. Hey, thank you so much for listening to part two of the interview. I hope you enjoyed the last two days of content, especially for us parents out there or aspiring parents or just anybody looking to take their financial uh, livelihood to the next level. Hearing from someone like Kelly Calderon, who's already done it herself with her own family coming out of $80,000 in debt and building this company where she teaches young children how to build a financial future. Hearing something like that has to inspire all of us to, regardless of if we have children or not, to take our game to the next 
level. Now, remember, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, but you can also write us on Instagram or Facebook at Market Adventures Podcast. I've been your host, Alex Cunningham, and I will see you tomorrow.